Ready. Ready. Hello and welcome to the Pending Approval Podcast, a talk show highlighting the ups, the downs and the complete headfuck moments of the business world. I'm your host for the show, Glenda Winyard, and with me is producer G. Hi guys, welcome back. After quite a negative show last month, it's good to be here chatting through some really exciting trends that we're seeing. And announce a few of our latest initiatives to G that we've brought to life in the last few weeks. Yes, we've actually been doing something really exciting and we planned for it to go live in the next month. Do you want to tell the people what we have planned? Well, I do. Uh, I always do. So we're launching our web-based seminars. Uh, They're set to educate and empower our clients and marketing colleagues from around Australia and the world. Uh, The first session is actually focusing on TikTok and how brands can identify what trends are safe for them to jump on board, but also what trends they need to navigate away from because there's a lot of uh, darkness that can be in TikTok land. There is. But before we do dive into today's chat, I really just want to give a quick recap of what's happening globally. So while Australia prepares for the most relaxed rules to date since we went into lockdown, the USA have reached nearly 100,000 deaths. Incredible, isn't it? Mm, That's as of the 26th of May, which is when we're recording this. A large number of those have come from New York alone, and they've now chosen to close their borders to Brazil and anyone who's traveled there within the last two weeks of re-entry dates in the US. Do you think they would have done that sooner? Well, Brazil's only just become the number two country in the world for COVID. So with similar measures to Australia, Spain, Italy and South Africa are all looking to relax their restrictions in the short term. Although there is mass concern about a second wave, each country is really doing what they can to stimulate the economy in whatever way they can. It's really important that they do this because when you look to Japan, they've entered their first recession since 2015 and have announced a potential additional stimulus package that is valued at $929 billion and it will mostly support businesses that have been affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. That's an incredible sum of money, isn't it? Mm, That's a lot of money. Yeah, huge. And it's on top of the $1.2 trillion that they already put into their market as well. So it's huge numbers that we're seeing. The economic um, overflow we talked about before in the last one, so I don't want to focus on that. But we're also seeing Scott Morrison locally, our own Prime Minister, who is championing this independent inquiry into the COVID-19 pandemic. So he's got backing so far from New Zealand, the USA and Japan. And there are currently global discussions on where they, they kind of begin all of this. Like it'll be massive to unravel it when you think about it. And the Prime Minister is championing this inquiry as a joint effort with the EU, which I found really interesting, um, who actually initially brought this uh, COVID-19 to the World Health Assembly. Yeah, really interesting. But obviously this hasn't gone down with our friends in China who have released new restrictions on top of Australia's exports as a, a part of their retaliation which is a bit scary for many businesses. Mm, The likes of grain, wine, you know, meat exports, all of those have been affected with these new restrictions. I know. And look, for many businesses out there, they are still struggling with how they go through uh, and recoup. So one of the uh, offers that we have out there at the moment is for us to offer our skills and the consultation 
to help encourage uh, businesses back or help businesses get back on their feet uh, and really encourage consumer engagement with their brands. So if you want any more information, please do head to the Media Precincts website to contact us or email me directly, gwinyard at mediaprecinct.com.au um, because we are offering our services to help. We'll keep both of those in the descriptions as well of this podcast so that you can check those if you need to. Look, it's been a really big ISO for many people and boredom has well and truly hit the masses as people try and stay sane during this time, which is a hard feat. I think that they've rediscovered media, to be honest with you. Like, it's been massive, the impact that we've seen on traditional media, really spiking amongst all demographics. Television, uh, so traditional television broadcast viewership is up 22%. Uh, That is during COVID versus uh, pre-COVID-19 lockdown. Catch-up television is up 37%. At one stage, it was increasing 25% every day on the day prior. Uh, Radio, including digital, is up 28%. Uh, Across traditional websites, you've got up to 80% increased daily uh, visitation. And social media is sitting at an increase of 48%. Big numbers. People are just bored. And, you know, like over the years, we've seen the rise and fall of different social channels with Snapchat being left aside for Instagram and their stories function and a decline of the amount of youth actually accessing Facebook now. There's been a huge change in what people are looking in for their social channels. Well, gee, people just don't want the same things anymore. You know, we've spoken about generations before and how they interact with different mediums. But isolation and working from home has really altered what people are looking for in their media. So we're seeing this even in applications traditionally used for work only. So you take Zoom and, you know, obviously people have been working with Zoom meetings and things like that because they've been working from home. But Zoom's actually successfully made the transition to a new type of social channel. So during COVID-19, so you're getting all the, uh, like, the lockdown parties and you've got games that are happening, drinks, you know, work drinks on a, in an afternoon, all these drawing games. We've got some dumb drawing game that we do. There's actually an influencer out of the US in LA who's developed Club Daddy, which they've dubbed it. And it's basically a Zoom call that anyone can jump onto and there's a DJ and you can meet your top influencers. And, you know, like it's hilarious that all these things are coming out of Zoom right now when originally it's produced so that we could have work conference calls with people who are in different states or when you just don't want to talk to someone face to face. But I love the way even musicians have got on board with COVID-19 and lockdown. I think the big kudos goes to Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber with their Stuck With You song. I think that is brilliant the way that they've got people from all over the place dancing at home while they're in lockdown. Exactly. And when it does come to these new emerging channels, I think people are looking for that entertainment now more than anything. We already have access to everyone through the likes of Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp, and we already see what everyone is doing on Instagram and Snapchat because they're just broadcasting their experience in ISO. So we need something different to catch our attention. But don't you think that's where TikTok has come in? Like mostly just for Gen Z, but we're also seeing older generations like um, millennials and Gen X getting involved on the platform, 
You're getting grandmothers that are having a bit of fun in there with their grandchildren. I love the video that's come out of uh, Wellington in New Zealand. I think that was brilliant. The family sort of dancing and singing about being in lockdown. And the difference I think that there is for TikTok is that there's actually no purpose for it. It's just there to exist for fun. Mm, And give you that entertainment that everyone's craving. So I think the point really of TikTok is that for you page, which is that never ending feed of crap that people just post on the internet. And they really have nailed that artificial learning that gives you your curated feed of content. And it's actually kind of impressive given that the brand's only been in market for a year or so. It is pretty impressive, but TikTok has got its faults though. As all channels do, they've got that dark side that has become more and more prevalent in TikTok. So the sexualization of teens, the apparent uh, encouragement of eating disorders, self-harm videos that are all over the app, and even with its own strict guidelines and AI, TikTok just can't keep them off the platform. Mm, It really is sad to see that stuff kind of take hold. Um, But it isn't just TikTok that we've seen rise during ISO. We've also seen the likes of mobile gaming become ever popular amongst audiences who haven't shown an interest in the last few years. Well, when you think about it, it used to be the 40-plus females that dominated mobile gaming, you know, outside of obvious audiences. They used to all focus on the likes of Candy Crush and Gardenscapes. And even with Kim Kardashian promoting her app, it was never as popular as it is right now. I will tell you, though, I'm obsessed with that app right now. I can't stop playing it. What, Kim Kardashian? Yeah, Kim Kardashian Hollywood. You worry me. That's amazing. But mind you, I, I'm obsessed with word games and they're just, Mahjong. They're just so good. Mahjong's got me at the moment. The thing about this mobile gaming is that of the projected 2.6 billion gamers, only 38% of people are paying for their games, which I can proudly say that I'm not that person, which means that the majority of their revenue stream is through advertising. I guess that's good for us. Yeah, but it is. But again, it's entertainment that these, these consumers are looking for. Entertainment, I think, is really important. But when we're talking and thinking about it from a brand perspective, brands need to think about purpose and what they can jump on board with. And I think it's really important that they focus on this with any emerging technology or, you know, things like gaming that are starting to become really popular. You're so right, G. Look, brands need to take a look at their business, either themselves or, or through an independent consultant to discover what they actually have the right to talk about um, and in what medium they're allowed to do that. It's very, very important because just because we've got the ability to do something or buy a particular medium, it doesn't mean we really should be doing it. This is really, really super important and an exercise that I would encourage all marketers to look at completing during this kind of off period. I know some people are really seeing you know, skyrocketing figures right now, but a lot of you are seeing this downtime and it gives you that perspective to develop great ideas, but also formulate a matrix of channels and tone and content and even guiding principles to all of your communications. What this does is that it then allows you to look at emerging technology and ask yourself if it fits within your brand to be appearing within that channel or even taking it on board as one of your owned assets, just like what brands are doing when they're looking at TikTok. I think a lot of people aren't thinking about it right now. Pride and Mardi Gras are another area where I think that it's abused in Australia. So if you think about a really good example of brands who haven't done this, 
and they haven't really looked at where they've got a right to uh, talk to a particular audience are brands that often affiliate themselves with Pride or Mardi Gras here in Australia. And they appear to not have done their research beforehand. So they've dived into a cultural moment. And when you do that, it requires a lot of thought and you need to really navigate the hard questions, including, does my brand have the right to work in this space? And you'll be surprised at how many brands you look at who are included within these moments, so they might be sponsors or advertisers, and they really shouldn't be there. I think the thing is here is that it just can't be a flash in the pan, whatever cultural moment you're aligning to, but especially Mardi Gras or Pride. And the fact that they're just changing their logo for that week or the month leading up to the event, it's actually not a value that they're holding internally which is really kind of hypocritical when you think about it. Like, why do I care if you change your logo and put some posters up with a cute saying if you aren't actually showing us that you believe in inclusivity or whatever it is throughout the year? Yeah, and that's exactly where brands win with audiences too. So audiences are loyal if you're showing them that you are too, rather than showing them that all you care about is how much money you make from something that is so personal to some people. Like, do you, do you get where I'm coming mm, from? It's like having FMCG brands diving straight into there. What, like, what's the value? Why Why are you able to talk to this audience? Exactly. And it's, it's re- actually really sad that some marketers have resorted to this way of thinking because it isn't strategic anymore if you're just jumping on the bandwagon. And I think a lot of the COVID-19 ads that we're seeing in the marketplace right now are jumping on the bandwagon. I agree. I think people need to find the one thing that they can own and really focus on. Like personally, I'm looking forward to someone really championing something different. Like give me a little bit of flavor in the market. I'm sick of everything being bland. Yeah. Well, one thing we know for sure, and that's with all this confusion in the market, audiences are more likely to be remaining working from home for a long time. Uh, And that means we won't be seeing the likes of outdoor media, for instance, on the rise to the same extent as we've seen with other traditional forms of media. And that might give opportunity, though, for selective targeting of specific audiences. So if you think about the contextual discussion we've just been having, you can target specific audiences in areas such as what you know exactly who and why they're leaving the house, for instance. So I think there's a lot of opportunity in this downplay as well for brands. And all of this really does provide planners and strategists like ourselves with new challenge to overcome and also new ways of of thinking to shine through. I, I really do believe that. Speaking of new ways of thinking, we need to jump back to it. So thanks everyone for listening in. Have a great day and I hope everyone stays very safe out there. Ciao everybody.